0: Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. Started and today's message, your story. So let me ask you a couple questions. What is your story? What chapter are you on? Is it the chapter that makes you laugh? Does this chapter make all the previous chapters finally make sense? Is this the one that brings you to tears? Is this the confusing chapter? Is this the chapter that everything finally works out? We all have a story to tell and all of our stories are unique. There are some parts of our story that we enjoy telling. Other parts we're afraid to even mention it because it is marked with shame. There are parts that we wish weren't a part of our story, the one we wish we could rip out, and there are chapters not yet revealed. At the end of the day, our story was meant to make a difference in the lives of others, not to just be tucked away in an old dusty shelf. Your story has purpose, your story has power, and your story was meant for the whole world to hear because your story is filled with the miraculous power of God. Your story doesn't end in defeat, disappointment, or destruction. Your story is not yet finished. So it's not time to give up in the middle of the book of your life. Greater chapters are still to come because God is faithful and he is working all things together for good even if you don't see it yet. Your story. So today we're going to talk about three points about our story. The first one is confused. The second one is overcomer. And the last one is share your story. And so let's talk about confused. Have you ever just been so confused and uncertain about what's going on in your life? Have you ever asked God, what in the world is going on? What are you doing? And what am I supposed to do? Like everything around you just doesn't seem to make sense. Prayers don't seem to be answered. You feel stuck and discouraged. You're not sure which direction to go and what the next move is. You're trying to simply follow God, but even that's confusing. Why am I not able to conceive right now? Why did I get pregnant again when I simply desired more time? Why isn't marriage counseling seeming to do the trick? Why can't we just get our finances in order already? Why does it seem like it's just my kids that are extra? Why am I dealing with anxiety and depression no matter how hard I try to shake it off? What is going on? I don't get it. Even in your confusion, God is there. He is aware. He is working. He is not blind or deaf to the struggle. He is simply doing what only He could do. All you need to do is keep your head up. Keep trying. Keep pursuing Him. Keep trusting. Keep hoping and believing that God will turn it all around. And, you know, it made me think of a really silly example, um, but one I felt um, makes sense of how my kids typically act while I cook. So when I just decide, hey, it's time to go make breakfast, lunch, or dinner, whatever I'm preparing in the kitchen for them, it seems that all of a sudden... My kids start crying and begging for me to literally carry them. We'll be playing here, toys here, running back and forth. But as soon as I walk in the kitchen, mommy, carry me, mom, no. And, and it, it breaks my heart, even though it's our daily routine and I have to get food on the table for them that they may or may not even eat, but they stop and they start freaking out literally. And you know, so like some of y'all know, we installed a baby gate a long time ago to protect them from getting hurt while I cook. Because the truth is, is there's boiling water so many times, there's a hot pan and it's literally, they can touch it just with reaching their hand up. There's knives, there's this and that. So we decided like, I don't want to just hope to not have an accident. I'm gonna prevent it as much as I can. So we put that baby gate. They're not allowed in the kitchen because it's dangerous and the potential for accident is high. I have to tell them and reassure them that I'm almost done. I literally, every time I cook, I feel stress, I feel pressure because my kids are literally screaming for me or, you know, just screaming and freaking out. And I'm like, I'm coming. Like I'm trying to cook your hot dog or your macaroni or whatever it is that you want. Just give me a second. I'm cooking this meal for you. I'm working on your behalf to provide what you need. I'm not absent. And I desire to hold and to kiss you, but the more urgent need is providing food for your nourishment. They always act confused and even hurt, but I know that I'm doing this for their greater good. They don't see or understand now, but once they sit down to eat or not to eat, they will be reminded that I was doing this for them and it will all make sense. Again, silly example, but is that not the same way we act with God sometimes? We throw a fit when we don't understand what's going on and we're frustrated and we just want him to fix things right now. But little do we know that he is literally protecting us. He's working behind the scenes. He's preparing something good for us. He's making that miracle. He's changing these things. He's working on our behalf, and He just needs us to trust Him, even when we don't get it. Confused. I have a couple of scriptures I'll share with you. On, um, in John 13, 7, it says, Jesus replied, You don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. I mean, how many times in your life have, You not understood in a season previous to right now, what was going on, what God was doing, whether you knew God at the time or didn't, but how many situations, maybe not every situation turned out like you expected, but are you able to look back and be like, wow, God turned that around? You know what? Why was I freaking out? Everything worked out. You don't understand what he's doing, but someday you will. Even in those darkest seasons of our lives. Isaiah forty two sixteen says, I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Um, this is one of my many favorite verses, but I love this verse because it just really shows That the moments and the seasons and the times in our life when we're confused and we even feel blind. I don't know what's going on, God. Like, I don't get it. I don't see it. It says that he is still leading you when you don't see. He's leading you down places you've never been. Even in motherhood, I've never dealt with a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old. I've never dealt with multiple kids at once. I've never done this. You know, there's so many new beginnings in motherhood. You know, learning to feed your child. What do I feed him next? How do I do this? So many things. But God is so faithful to guide us. But even in the bigger things in our life, it says he turns the darkness into light. He makes the rough places smooth. So even in those confusing times, he's turning it around. The last scripture I'll share is Luke twenty-two forty-two, And it says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. This is Jesus when he is about to go to the cross, about to die to our sins. And he is praying to God, knowing that there was great, uh, tribulation, if you will, to come in his life. And he was like, God, take this away. But at the same time, he said, not my will be done, but yours. He was confused in a sense. Like I knew you said I was going to like, save the world but like this are you able to take this away i don't want it to look like this i don't want to do this but he says at the end of the day your will be done not mine and so many of us have gone or are going through a confusing time but at the end of the day our hearts god sees our hearts and he knows that we're like but god your will be done like i want your will i want your purposes this isn't easy i'm confused but your will be done And God honors that and he knows your heart and he sees that in your life, in motherhood and every other aspect of your life. And it will all work out. So confused. Let's move on to our second point, overcomer. Overcomer. So that sounds prettier, right? Um, no matter what you're going through, you're an overcomer. You may have heard that before. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes in the midst of the struggle, we feel like we will never make it out. How many battles have you faced that in the midst you felt like, I, dude, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I am so done fighting. I am so tired of trying to feel better, do better, all, whatever it is. And you feel like, I'm never going to make it out. We will never find victory. Uh, Those moments where you feel like you will never find victory. We will never have the breakthrough. But I am here to remind you that with God, you will. Maybe if you try to do it all alone apart from God, I can't say what's going to happen. But I know that God has shown us when he is with us that we will have victory. God is in the business of turning the ugliest, darkest, and worst situations around not always in the way we expect but in his perfect way you are not destined to fail as a mother a wife a woman of god or whatever you are you are an overcomer your hangups are not your identity you are not an addict you're not de- uh, bound to be depressed lonely ugly bitter or a rejected woman you are so much greater than that you are an overcomer You are fearless, you are a go-getter, you are ghetto fabulous, (laughs) at least I will say I am. You know how to get the job done, you're a fighter and you are a winner. So it's time to dust yourself off, shake those ashes off of your shoulders, put your head up and remind yourself just how powerful you are. You will get through this season. You are strong enough. God is with you and for you, and he is fighting your battles. So whatever you do, don't give up and don't back down because the victory is yours. And I'm not just sharing this just to, you know, encourage you and say nice things and make you feel like, oh, okay, yeah, because you have to truly feel it and believe it to, to find that victory and to truly overcome. It's not just a one night where you hear this encouraging message. It's something that you believed and you act out and you uh, live for and strive for every day to remember and know this truth that you are an overcomer and I'm going to share some scriptures that um, bring this truth to light in Romans 8:18, 8, it says yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later what we are suffering right now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later so in the midst of our suffering right now whatever that looks like and maybe you're in a moment in a in a season where you don't feel like you're suffering like you're on the other end you're seeing the glory you're seeing the goodness you're seeing prayers answered and fulfilled that is amazing and that is God's faithfulness but maybe you're in a season where you feel like you're suffering be reminded by the scripture that you will be able to look back one day and be sitting in the glory of what came out of that situation. And it makes me think of all of our stories are different. It makes me think of the 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 years that we prayed and had miscarriages. Um, and I literally thought many times I'm never going to have kids. Like it's, you know, I've had miscarriages. My body's just not working crying and and I mean there it's hard to explain my story just in that segment of our life but looking back now my I have sit in the glory and then some (laughs) you know I have three kids now and God is so good and faithful and the suffering I went through then feels really does feel nothing compared to what I'm experiencing now though it's challenging but the beauty of what God gave me in return for the suffering I experienced and all of our stories may have much deeper um, situations, but this scripture is true to those. In Romans 8:37, it says, No, despite all these things, despite everything, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So despite everything, anything that pops in your head, no, despite that, despite this, despite that, overwhelming victory is yours. In 1 John 5, 4 through 5, it says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is a son of God. So it's saying, if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, you are the one who overcomes the world. Not just your daily struggles and problems, but the world, eternity, what's to come. And in Romans eight twenty eight, it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's a popular verse you may have heard before, but really believe it for yourself. It says, God causes everything to work together for good for those who love him do you love him are you searching for him are you pursuing him god knows your heart and he is saying i will work it all together for good so overcomer moving on to our last point share your story let's talk about that a little bit so what is your story it is one that is not yet finished your story is meant to be shared I have found that the biggest battles that I have faced have always become such a powerful testimony of God's work in my life. In the midst, I didn't understand what God was doing. But as I look back each time, I could clearly see His hand moving, teaching, cleansing, shaping, healing, strengthening, and growing me. The things I've gone through have been able to give hope to others, too. Even though the journey hasn't always been pretty, there are many times I wanted to give up, times I lost all hope, God made it all beautiful. It almost seems harder to hide my story than to share it. Our story is a compilation of many, many stories, many little miracles, victories, and testimonies. We can sometimes be so tempted to keep it in for many reasons. Maybe it's shame, fear of judgment, the idea that it won't make a difference, maybe feeling insignificant, the discouraging whispers of the enemies, but these are all lies. God calls us to share what he has done in our lives because you truly never know who needs to hear your story. Um, it makes me think of one specific incident and I like I said we all have many many stories I feel like in our life different um, situations different seasons different struggles and victories all in one life and there's many different stories we could share and I remember um, when I got pregnant with joy um, and had my first child after experiencing two miscarriages and and years of trying and taking multiple pregnancy tests and not understanding why I wasn't working. And um, in my mind, that is. And I remember I finally got pregnant with joy and my tummy started to grow and I heard the heartbeat and everything was going well. Um, and I was just so excited and I was nervous throughout the pregnancy because I was hoping and praying that everything would be okay. And I remember I felt a nudge on my heart to share my story, to share the loss I experienced the years of praying the tears that I shed and and I wasn't uh, hadn't uh, gave birth to her yet but I was maybe seven months or so and I remember feeling it over and over share your story share what I have done and even you know the the meaning behind joy's name it was behind the scripture of God telling us and and, uh, I'll share that scripture in a bit that he gives you joy for your morning that he turned your, uh, tears into joy. And, um, so we named her joy because she was that joy that God gave us. And so I shared it one day on Facebook, um, and, uh, shared a picture of my tummy and just really, you know, I'm not one, if you know me, like I'll share stuff on, um, um, on the Facebook and Instagram, but not really long stuff. Just like, Oh, me and my family. Oh, here and there, but nothing too deep. I'm just not naturally like that. I, I, I just don't do it. Um, and I just felt it on my heart. So I did. And I remember one of our, uh, close friends now or a good friend of ours and, uh, who joins us at church now with her family reached out to me and said, thank you so much for sharing this. And she went on to say that she had experienced miscarriages, that she was in the midst of really feeling, um, all the feelings I had in the midst of that time and that she was searching for a home church that she was searching for community and that she was really needing God again, that she was really needing his strength to get her through that season. And so I remember we met up and she began coming to our church. And, um, and what's so cool is now her and her husband have two children. They experienced two miscarriages as well. And, Um, a lot of, you know, everything that that entails, but they've been coming to our church and they have two beautiful children and God's goodness and faithfulness is evident in their life. And my point is, is I shared that story, even though I felt nervous and hesitant, just one of the many stories of what God has done in my life. And little do I know it brought that family, um, to find community, to find Christ, to find, um, a safe place, to find healing and now to see their story unraveling the way it is. And so, you know, your story could be the very thing that gives someone hope not to give up encouragement to try again, a desire to find God, a craving for freedom over a substance, a light in the middle of darkness. Your story has so much more power than you realize. It's time to stop hiding, time to start sharing and making a difference. And you might be thinking right now, I don't have any crazy God story to share, but that's not true. Take a deeper look. God has given you life, health, purpose, and so much more. If you take a moment to truly reflect on your life, it will be almost impossible to not see the hand of God. You do have a story to tell, and maybe this is your confirmation to start sharing it other moms need to know that they're not alone that they're not the only ones struggling maybe they're not the only ones that have dealt with postpartum depression or anxiety maybe they're not the only ones who have had marital issues health struggles have dealt with loss struggles in general they need to know how God has brought you through and if you haven't seen victory yet they need to know That as you are going through this journey, you are clinging to God, the only one who gives you hope and promises to hold on to. You don't have to be at the end of your story, at the end of this season, and in the middle of the victory. But when you have Jesus to cling to and his promises, people need to see that in the midst of their journey too, they can cling to Jesus. Others need to hear your story. And I'm going to end with a couple of verses, um, and there's a couple of them a little bit longer, but just bear with me and we will close out and um, share. But in Psalms 139, 16, I love Psalms 139, one of my favorite chapters in Psalms. Um, This is one part of it, and it says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. God literally knows the beginning to the end of our story. Every moment, even in the good ones, but even in those dark ones where you felt like God abandoned you and left you and didn't come through, he was there. But the truth is, is the story is not yet finished. 2 Corinthians 1 4 says, He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Now that's a beautiful verse. God comforts us, but he comforts us too so that we can comfort others. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. I love this verse and it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor he has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. he has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies to all who mourn in Israel he will give a crown of beauty for ashes joyous blessing instead of mourning festive praise instead of despair in their righteousness they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory um, I this verse is so powerful believe it for yourself write it down I even encourage you this week to write this verse down and declare it over yourself saying the spirit of the lord is upon me he has anointed me to bring good news to share my story to the poor to those who are brokenhearted to those who are captives to those who are prisoners to share my story to share the goodness of god to share the gospel to share the truth about jesus christ so they can find freedom too and to give them just like god has done in your life joy instead of mourning praise instead of despair that this is god's will for you <clears throat> psalm 71:15 through 18 says i will tell everyone about your righteousness all day long i will proclaim your saving power though i am not skilled with words i will praise your mighty deeds o sovereign lord i will tell everyone that you alone are just Oh God you have taught me from my earliest childhood and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do now that I am old and gray do not abandon me let me proclaim your power to this new generation your mighty miracles to all to all who come after me I mean that says it all he can't even keep his mouth shut He wants to share what God has done with those around him. And then it goes on to say with generations to come with your children, the stories about God that you share with your children, you may not even realize how much they impact them and how, what about the generations to come? Your testimony, your story of the goodness of God can literally change generations to come if you open your mouth and share it and i'll end with this verse psalm 66 16 through 20 and it says come who listen all you here fear who fear god and i will tell you what he did for me for i cried out to him for help praising him as i spoke if i had not confessed my sins in my heart the lord would have not listened but god did listen he paid attention to my prayer praise god who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. You know, God is not ignoring your prayers. He is not removing his love from you. He is bending down to listen to your prayers. And his goodness is still in your life. And he has plans in this season of your life, in this story of your life, in this chapter of your life, to turn all things around. For i hope you enjoyed today's message we'd love to connect with you follow revive moms on instagram and subscribe to our podcast on itunes or spotify if revive moms has been life-giving to you then we'd love to connect with you as a church family to learn more about gravetop church visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at gravetop church thanks for listening